0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: What is the best business entity for your dealership? You know, I get asked questions in my dealer training courses all the time. Should I start my dealership as a sole proprietor, corporation, LLC, partnership? And I give the same answer every single time I'm not an attorney. So I recommend that you hire an attorney, or maybe you can call the Secretary of State's Corporation Division at the State Capitol. The Secretary of State's office will give you some limited business entity advice, but if you start asking some pretty technical questions, then they'll also tell you to seek legal advice. So I wanna explain some of the very common business entities for dealers, and before I do, I want you to be very clear. I am not an attorney, and I cannot tell you which business entity is best for you. And it is always best to hire a licensed attorney to explain which business entity is best for your dealership. However, if you are comfortable doing some of the research on your own, you may be able to decide which business entity is best for your new business that you're starting when you obtain your dealer's license. The business structure you choose when you obtain your dealer's license, when you start your dealership, influences everything from the day-to-day operations to taxation and how much of your personal assets are at risk. You should choose a business structure for your dealership that gives you the right balance of legal protections and benefits. Your business structure affects how you how much you pay in taxes, your ability to raise money, such as obtaining a floor plan for your inventory, and the paperwork you need to file, and your personal liability. You'll need to choose a business structure when you register your business with the state. And you're going to more than likely need to get a tax ID number and file for the appropriate, appropriate business license as well. So first, let's talk about a sole proprietorship.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: A sole proprietorship is easy to form and gives you complete control over your business you're automatically considered to be a sole proprietorship if you do any type of business activities but do not register as any other kind of business. However, at a minimum, a sole proprietor is going to need to register with the county that you're located in. Sole proprietors do not produce a separate business entity. This means your business assets and liabilities are not separate from your personal assets and liabilities. You can be held personally liable for the debts and obligations of your dealership. I want you to be aware if you're a sole proprietor and the dealership gets sued, they can go after your personal assets. So always be advised of that. Sole proprietors are still able to get a trade name. It can also be hard to raise money as a sole proprietor because some floor plan companies will not give you a loan for your vehicles if you're a sole proprietor and some banks will not lend you startup capital when you're starting a dealership for the first time because banks are very hesitant to lend money to sole proprietorships. You know, sole proprietorships might be a good choice for you if you're gonna be starting a very low, a low volume dealership or, you know, owners that want to test their business ideas before forming a more biz, uh, formal business entity.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: Next, let's talk about partnerships. Partnerships are one of the simplest structures for two or more people to own a dealership together. And there are two common kinds of partnerships. There's going to be a limited partnership, which is known as an LP, and a limited liability partnership, which is known as an LLP. So let's talk about these two different partnerships. Limited partnerships have only one general partner with unlimited liability, and the other partners have limited liability. I'm going to repeat that very important statement. Limited partnerships have only one general partner with limited liability, and all other partners have limited liability. Okay, so the partners with the limited liability also tend to have limited control over the company, which is documented in a partnership agreement that will be required when you are filing as a partnership. Profits are passed through to personal tax returns, and the general partner, that's the partner without limited liability must also pay self-employment taxes. This might be a good choice when you have a person that is providing the majority of startup capital, but does not want the risk of liabilities that are associated with the dealership. This might be a choice when you have a dealership that has a so-called silent partner. So I want to once again reiterate, limited partnerships have only one General partner with unlimited liability, and all the other partners have limited liability. So this might be a choice if you have a so-called silent partner or when you have one person providing a majority of the startup capital but does not want the risks of involved or the liabilities of the business. The next one is a limited liability partnership. A limited liability partnership is similar to limited partnerships, but they give limited liability to every owner. So every owner is actually liable for any type of uh, you know financial assets, things like that. An LLP protects each partner from debts against the partnership, and they won't be responsible for the actions of other partners. Partnerships can be a good choice for a business with multiple owners, professional groups, and groups that want to test their business idea before forming a more formal business Entity.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: Next, let's talk about a limited liability company. That's an LLC. An LLC lets you take advantage of the benefits of both the corporation and partnership business structures. And I am by no means stating this is the best business entity to start your dealership, but many, many small and large dealerships do start by filing a limited liability company or an LLC. LLCs protect you from personal liability in most instances. Not all, but most instances, your personal assets like your vehicle, your house, and savings account won't be at risk in case your LLC faces bankruptcy or lawsuits. Profits and losses can get passed through to your personal income without facing corporate taxes. However, members of an LLC are considered self-employed and must also pay self-employment tax contributions towards Medicare and Social Security. LLCs can have a limited life in many states. So a lot of times you have to renew that LLC. But when a member joins or leaves an LLC, some states may require the LLC to be dissolved and reformed with new membership. So you definitely want to talk to the Secretary of State's office about that. If you do have specific questions, and I want you to be aware, I'm not an attorney, so I'm always going to refer those questions. If If you contact me asking these questions, I'm going to refer you to either the Secretary of State's office or to get legal counsel. So Always remember, there's a chance the LLC might have to be dissolved and reformed when there is a new member, unless there's already an agreement in place within that LLC uh, when it was formed, okay? So LLCs can be a choice, a good choice for medium or higher risk businesses, dealers with significant personal assets that they want protected, and dealers who want to pay a lower tax rate than they would with corporations. LLC might be a good choice for you, but definitely get some legal advice, but the majority of dealers that I train end up finding uh, filing an LLC, but that's not necessarily going to be the best entity for you. So you definitely want to do some research on that before you decide your business entity.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: Next, let's talk about corporations. Okay, a C-Corp. Let's talk about a C-Corp first. A corporation is sometimes called a C-Corp. It's a legal entity that's separate from its owners, and corporations can make profit, be taxed, and be held legally liable. Corporations offer the strongest protection to its owners from personal liability, but the cost to form a corporation is higher than other structures. Corporations also require more extensive record-keeping, operational processes, and reporting. Unlike sole proprietors, partnerships, and LLC, corporations pay income tax on their profits. I want to repeat that. Unlike sole proprietors, partnerships, and LLCs, Corporations pay income tax on their profits, and in some cases, corporate profits are actually taxed twice. First, when the company makes a profit, and again, when dividends are paid to shareholders on their personal tax returns, if you do have shareholders. Corporations have a completely independent life separate from its shareholders. So if a shareholder leaves the company or sells his or her shares, the C-Corp can continue doing business relatively undisturbed. So you have, say, for example, four shareholders of that corporation, one leaves, that can pretty much allow that corporation to continue to operate. Corporations have an advantage when it comes to raising capital because they can raise funds through the sale of stock, which can also be a benefit in attracting employees. So a lot of times you might see a big dealership that offers stock ownership as an employee incentive, and that's a great way to uh, hire employees, by the way, if that's something that fits for you. Corporations can be a good choice for medium or higher risk businesses, those that need to raise money, and large dealerships that plan to go public or eventually be sold. Another corporation is an S-Corp. An S-Corporation, sometimes called an S-Corp, is a special type of corporation that's designed to avoid the double taxation drawback of regular C-Corps. S-Corps allow profits and some losses to be passed through directly to owners' personal income without ever being subject to corporate taxes. S-Corps file with the IRS to get S-Corp status. So this is an entirely different process from registering with the Secretary of State's office. I want to repeat that. S-Corps must file with the IRS to get S-Corp status. So this is not a state business filing entity. This would be filed through the Internal Revenue Service. You know, there are some special limits on S-Corps. I would definitely recommend checking with the IRS website for eligibility requirements. You'll still have to follow the strict filing and operational processes as a C-Corp. S-corps also have independent life, just like C-corps. You know, If a shareholder leaves a company or sells his or her shares, the S-corp can continue doing business relatively undisturbed. S-corps can be a good choice for a dealership that would otherwise be a C-corp, but meet the criteria to file as an S-corp and want to avoid that double taxation.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. A
1: less common corporation is a B-corp. benefit corporation, which is sometimes called a B Corp. And this is a for-profit corporation recognized by a majority of U.S. states. B Corps are different from C Corps in purpose, accountability, transparency, but aren't different in how they're taxed. B Corps are driven by both mission and profit, and shareholders hold a company accountable to produce some sort of public benefit in addition to a financial profit. So they're a little bit different. They want public benefit and financial profit. Some states require B Corps to submit annual benefit reports that demonstrate their contribution to the public good. And you know, there are ser- several third party B Corp certification services, but uh, you know, none are legally required to be considered B Corp in a state where their legal status is available. A B Corp is probably the least common way that dealerships incorporate, but it could possibly be a good for, fit for you. I would definitely recommend speaking with an attorney if you decide to incorporate your dealership as a benefit corporation or what's called a B Corp.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson. The final
1: benefit, the final uh, business entity uh, that I want to talk about is a not-for-profit, a non-profit corporation. Some dealerships, not a lot, but some dealerships decide to file as a non-profit corporation. Non-profit corporations are organized to do charity, education, religious, literary, literary and scientific work, and because their work does benefit the public, nonprofits can receive tax-exempt status, meaning they don't pay state or federal income taxes on any profits it makes. It makes, So nonprofits must file with the IRS to get tax exemption, and that is, once again, a different process from registering with the Secretary of State's office. Nonprofit corporations need to follow organizational rules that are very similar to regular C-Corps. They also need to follow special rules about what they do with profits that they earn. For example, they can't distribute profits to members or like political campaigns. Nonprofits are often called 501c3 corporations, and that's a reference to the section of the Internal Revenue Service Code that is commonly used to grant tax-exempt status. You know, in all my years training dealers, I've only known a small handful of dealerships that file as a nonprofit and now, maybe you have a situation where filing as a nonprofit would benefit you, so this could be a great business entity for you. And I'm always going to recommend that you get some legal advice before choosing a business entity because, you know, you know, if you are comfortable doing the research on your own, you can certainly do that. Or you can contact the Secretary of State's Corporation Division with more specific questions. And we include Secretary of State contact information in our Dealer License Training course. So I do really hope that you find this information beneficial.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.
1: Hey, thank you very much for listening to the Dealer Training Podcast. Once again, my name is Dallas Johnson. If you know anyone that would benefit from this podcast, I would really appreciate you sharing this podcast with them. And I would really like to become your dealer license training partner when you are ready to start your business and open your own dealership with your own dealer license and ready to start that dealer license trainer to enter the world's greatest business. Just click on that blue button at the top right of this website. So thank you very much. I want to wish you the very best of luck with your new business.
0: You are listening to the Dealer Training Podcast with Dallas Johnson.